0: It's Colefield and Company.
1: Now out high, a shot blocked. Now they're off to the races. Marcheseau, here he comes behind the defense. Marcheseau down the middle,
0: he scores! Marcheseau flies up the ice, and the
1: righty beats Forsberg. one nothing, Golden Knights. Ottawa in the Vegas zone, right side. Worked in front, stop by Leonard! Zach Sanford, what a chance! Michael, 10 seconds. Eichel, side of the net. Marshall, so to the right, a shot. blocked. Now Eichel shoots. He scores! Power play goal.
0: Five seconds left. Knights in the lead, 2-1. Jack Eichel's first power play goal at the Knights gives Vegas the last second lead. It's time for Cofield Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: All right, here we go on a Monday, busy Monday. Cofield and Company, live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, home of Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 570-9000 is the number. Adam Hill is the company back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Ari is all set to run a really clean show, we think. Who knows? Who knows? It's unpredictable. We could, we could screw up the show on our end. You never know. There's a lot of variables. Uh, we've got news to get to with the Golden Knights because they're ready to go on a... Five-game, eight-day road trip, which at least they got some wins on their belt. Man, yesterday was going to be bad if they didn't win that one, but they got a gigantic positive at the end of the game, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. Mostly hockey this hour, and that's what I had planned on, but then we have a story come down around, I don't know, 1, one thirty two o'clock. <laughs> We've got an NFL player who has been suspended for a violation of the rules.
0: It's... Friending at 3. Presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Steroids? PEDs? Illicit drugs?
2: Gambling. Gambling. Calvin Ridley. Ah, I had domestic abuse. You know, I, I don't know why. In the laundry list of things, uh, then that, that one should be at the top of the list with some of the issues the NFL has had over the years. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, stud wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons, gone for the year because during a five-day period he put down some parlays, apparently with a legal app in Florida, the Hard Rock app, because it's a weird situation in Florida. Sports gambling is really not legal except for that spot. Roger Goodell said there's nothing more fundamental to the NFL success and to the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game. Hmm. There's a lot of whataboutism. A lot of whataboutism we can play on this one. But, you know, let me take a break for one second. Uh, March Madness is coming up. Bracket contests are coming up. You know, go to LVSportsNetwork.com this coming weekend and all of next week up until Thursday morning and register for our March Media Bracket Challenge. We've got $1,500 in... uh, Cash and prizes for the grand prize. It's sponsored by Finley Honda. I heart mac and cheese. Sahara Las Vegas. It Includes a staycation and dinner at the Sahara. Free meals for a year provided by I Love Mac and Cheese. Two tickets to an upcoming VGK game and a signed jersey plus some cash. LVSportsNetwork.com. LVSportsNetwork.com. And while we're at it, you know what? Everyone, make sure you get in your bracket contest coming up. Of course, none of those bracket contests involve any money. But back to Calvin Ridley. Well, good news. Calvin Ridley can get in the bracket contest. Are you saying now or could he have in the past?
3: No, NFL players are allowed to bet on sports.
2: Just not the NFL? Not the NFL. Okay. Sure. Um, Listen, I I understand there are rules on this. uh, but And I just heard... The guy's doing the the show leading into us. Canty and, Canty and Douglas or Canty and Wilson. And today it was Canty and Douglas, both former NFL players. And Chris Canty said, it's clear you can't gamble on games. I will say the, and I'm not making an excuse for Calvin Ridley. This is a bad mistake. By the way, s- sniffed out by the book. Yeah, because the book is partners with the NFL, which is like that's another issue down the road. The trading of information. Do they have my information? No, they they had to as part of becoming. Like I don't bet with the Hard Rock app, but I just wonder, do they have access to customer
3: information? Well, as part of becoming partners, that was required. It was one of the requirements of the league that if you become a partner and if you become legalized and regulated, you would have to report any gambling activity on NFL games of any NFL players. But you
2: got you got my question, right? Does that sure. include? Do they have access to Average Joe information? Of course they do. Ooh, okay. Would I mean is that not an obvious answer? <laughs> oh, I don't think people think that through. Would they have? Uh, would they have information on broadcasters betting action? Of course. Really? Of course they do. They have access on everyone. They okay. have to know who's making the bets. Well, you know,
3: there's a reason that when you sign up for an app, like it's very Ooh. stringent. Like you can't have, like you can't go sign up for an app for me. You have to sign up with your information. Your I, app. I, have they I to guess know what all these
2: people. I guess what I'm saying is, do they only have access to just the players, and 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 they have to make a special request? You know, hey, flag flag NFL players, but don't flag, you know, whoever on ESPN, Fox Sports, other places. Like, would they have access to gamblers who are working with books, who are partners? Of the nfl of
3: course they would uh, yeah and, i know but you say I'm, this I'm, like, I'm, like like but yes you, okay yes. that's that no that's part of that, regulating gambling you have to know every single person that makes a bet at every it. single time you I have to know it. their name who they are where you know their background wow. that's why different people have different limits like every single book this isn't just florida or some other right. nevada too like you have to books have to know who's making the bets that's part of no, books have to
2: know but i don't know if the nfl has to know if broadcasters are betting
3: and well, what they their would, action they is in, t- in turn part of the nfl de- part of the deal with these apps right is that they said we of course to monitor every single person that makes every single right. bet they know who every single so person an nfl makes.
2: player bets we need they to have know about that. or staffers
3: need- or anyone else okay. and for for the nfl players cannot bet on anything or excuse me players cannot bet on the nfl staffers can't bet on anything so you know people mm-hmm. behind the scenes people they can't bet on anything but nfl players are just the nfl he made this bet, they reported it. Yeah. But yes, the answer is that's why when you sign up for an app, they have to know everything about you. They have to know every single bet that comes across, who makes it, how much, what they're betting. That's part of regulating sports betting. So if you think there's any anonymity in betting sports, you are one
2: hundred percent mistaken. Well, that's some good ammo. They they could do a Gruden like leak on some guys in the media. Sure. Or I mean, what I would what I'd like
3: to see. Anybody that's selling picks? Well, oh, here's what you do at this book. Now, the issue is, right. many people do "quote unquote" lose on purpose, um, just so you know, because a lot of people use certain apps to, you know, to middle and to right. to make bets that they
2: don't believe in. Head fakes on the other side, like that. You said many people, but I, I would guess very few of the new gambling experts do that. Sure, they're so not middling yet. Professionals, not do. not when they're playing three, four, and five team parlays just, and yeah. NBA player props sure. in game 62. Sure, it's what professionals <laughs> right. do. Right. Uh, Goodell said, "For decades, gambling on NFL games has been considered the, uh, amongst, or among the most significant violations of league policy, warranting the most substantial sanction. In your case, I acknowledge and commend you for uh, promptly reporting, for an interview, admitting your actions." He says this to Calvin Ridley. So Ridley's out for the year because he gambled. He uh, he said he gambled fifteen hundred bucks, put down multiple parlays, three, five, and eighteen parlays. Oh boy. Now I feel really bad for him
3: and it was the it, it and, was, and the
2: were the Falcons involved in some of the parlays
3: on the I think all three of them on yeah. the Falcons uh the day they played the Jaguars and I do believe they won that game so he was he was just backing his old teammates um sounds like just like anybody else he was bored watching football he probably saw a commercial that was like hey this makes it so much more fun and he's like all right as he said it was at a time where he couldn't watch football he just couldn't do it mentally he was like ah, I can't do it so you know what, I can maybe if I bet I can watch this game, threw some money on it to make it more fun, and now it's resulted in you know that $1,500 cost him $11 million, yeah. which sucks. I,
2: I think this is a fascinating topic, and I see a lot of uh, sports media people laughing at Calvin Ridley, and I think there's a more serious subject at hand here, but we'll get to that in a 4 o'clock hour. I know you were watching basketball today. Uh, Mountain West Conference is in town. West Coast Conference is in town. We'll get to a West Coast Semis. They'll be going down at the Orleans. We'll hit those with Dave Koken. In about 40 minutes, but you're watching some ladies basketball today, and uh, the Lady Rebels would like to complete what has been an awesome season by getting the bid in the Mountain West Conference Tournament to the big dance. And first half, a little bit slow. And then third quarter, as they've done in many games this year, they just have so much depth, so much scoring, good defense. They can slap on the press when they want. Then they stretched out the lead. Utah State fought back a couple of times to get it to six, but Lady Rebels win it going away.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, early in the game, it's one of those games where if you truly watch basketball, it's like, okay, this is fine. Um, Lady Rebels was down 9-2, to two, and they were destroying Utah State. You might be like, wait, down 9-2, destroying them? Yeah, it was. they were 1-5 for five on layups, got anything they wanted, and then Utah State made a couple of miraculous shots, and you're like, yeah, this is not sustainable. was ridiculous. Uh, UNLV was dominating the game down 9-2. Um, obviously, as you said, turned it around. The second quarter they put on the press, um, and at that point it was it was pretty much elementary. It was going to be over. But game, I mean, it, was, it matters. You have to get there. But this is a team that's worried about their third game in the tournament, not their first game of the tournament. You have to win the
2: first one to get there. 5P start tomorrow in the semis. Yeah. Against? We don't know yet, right, because the game's going on?
3: Yeah, it's going Reno on. Reno and
2: Air Force. And remember, Reno came in to the Cox Pavilion last week and put it on. Lady Rebels. So this is not going to be easy. And you were asking the question before the show if they don't get the bid, what does that mean?
3: I mean it's just it's
2: a I would say a failed season. I would too. And I think they would say that. Yeah. It's a good season. Yeah. But in a league where you have to win the conference tournament, the regular season is awesome, but the ultimate goal is to get to the tournament. You gotta get to the tournament. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the team yeah. would I think all the players would accept that that you know they fell short. They haven't yet. And despite And me, I don't I don't know that they will.
3: Um, well, despite being 24-5, and five, I think they are right now, they're right. not getting it. They have to win the tournament to get right. it.
2: And on the men's side, well, Murray State's not a good example because they would have gotten that large uh, had they not won the OVC if uh, Moorhead has stolen a bid. But, you know, there, there are men's conferences where you can have a great season, you don't get the bid, you know, and you're sitting down 75 or lower in the net. It's a good season, but yeah. in the end, you didn't get to where you wanted to, the NCAA tournament.
3: Yeah, and, we, you know, th- that was the goal of this team. That was, you know, early in the season, you thought they had a chance. Uh, as the season progressed, you thought um, the expectations built more and more. And, um, yeah, it's a team that if they don't if they don't make it to the tournament at this point, if, if starting the season, you would have taken what they did this year and said, hey, that's a huge step in the right oh, yeah. direction. No, you- but right now, th- they have to finish this off. They you have reassess to goals.
2: Once the results are in, you reassess goals.
3: Yeah. And there's no, there's no doubt about it. I think anybody around there would tell you. And and I think after the game, listened to them talk. I think it was Essence Booker who said, yeah, who cares that we won? We have to win the third game, not the first game. Like, that's what we're here for. And it was almost like there
2: was no excitement at all about winning the game. Yep. Win the league. Yep. Win the league. And there's nothing wrong with that. VGK has the same goal. You don't make the playoffs, it's a failed season. You don't advance to at least the, what, the semis of the NHL, maybe the Stanley Cups, the uh, Stanley Cup final a failed season, and they're working their way toward it, but I'll tell you what, yesterday against Ottawa, middle of that game, later in the game, I'm, I think there was a lot of the crowd that's like, what is going on here? What is happening here? And then Jack Eichel stepped
0: up big. Join the conversation on Twitter, SPN Las Vegas. Live from the Battle Born Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company.
2: Well, it looks like the Lady Rebels, unless there's a giant comeback, will be playing Air Force. So that's a bit of a break. Uh, Reno's getting just crushed by Air Force at the half. Could I have said bombed? Because that's what I was going to say. You can. Okay.
3: People like I really them. was.
2: And then I was like, yeah. Uh Air Force 37-19. Uh, no Nia Alexander for the pack, who's very good. So they're obviously missing her. So 18-point lead for Air Force. Air Force wins. Tomorrow, 5 o'clock, Lady Rebels in their quest for an NCAA bid. That's the semifinals of the women's tournament. Men's tournament starts up on Wednesday with first round day, play into the quarterfinal. UNLV is not playing on Wednesday because they got the five seed. We'll give away tickets to the Mountain West Conference tournament towards the end of this hour. So it wasn't easy, and there were vastly different games, but VGK gets the job done on both Friday and Sunday. Yesterday, big moment for Jack Eichel. That was cool, right? Oh yeah, big goal. What was the vibe in the arena when it's one-one? Well,
3: you before you said you know fans were getting restless, and I yeah. was wondering who who you're, who is.
2: Was it a light crowd? Who? Ah.
3: Yeah. Oh boy, I know somebody on a Sunday. Somebody sent the uh, the photo at the start of the game too that uh, at empty seat picks.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, fill it a Did little bit. Did they send it to anyone who continues to? Well, keep going. What? Well, what? No, I just I I just keep going. Um, it filled in a little bit as the game
3: you know continued to go, but definitely starting to see those empty seats, which I was assured
2: would never happen. Frustration, uh, frustration with the way the season has gone, or quality of opponent.
3: Um, I would say probably how it's gone.
2: Yeah, because you know, which it hasn't been terrible. No, I mean they've been injured the entire season. Uh, now you hope, as we've been talking about for the last ten days, that it's all going to come together here from a health standpoint, and they're going to make this run. But they got out of two games that were dangerous spots. Yeah. as the game went along, so that's a positive. And right. they
3: needed they needed to build up some points, and they did. And, that, and that's what they did. They accomplished it. And now they're going on the road for some winnable games yeah. uh, against some struggling opponents. And yeah, one's going to be incredibly emotional, but you got to kind of manage that. You can't look ahead uh, yet. You can't look. You can't look past tomorrow's game to Thursday's, which is the one everybody has circled, um, you have to just kind of go out and, and get those wins, get those victories, make sure you stack up the points. Because right now they all of a sudden fell out of the playoff spot, now they're right back in kind of a, a solid position. They just got to keep building up the points and and keep working working up the standings.
2: Here's Pete DeBoer talking about the value of Michael. Yeah, th- there's a you know, handful of guys that uh, can corral a puck, get it off
0: that quickly and uh, stick it in the back of the net in that spot um in the world and he's one of them so uh you know that's that's exactly why you go get him
2: he's right yeah
3: yeah they certainly the need they scoring
2: punch and god almighty they need it on the power play
3: yeah there's no question and and you know he was able to do that and as uh deborah talked about it's not just the shot it's you know gathering setting firing putting i mean what was a ridiculous shot on the net uh, the goal he had no chance at. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's what you go and make a trade for Jack Eichel, and he's feeling a little bit more comfortable, which I think is a very good sign. Obviously, having a big moment like that, he said two game-winning goals, but that was clearly the second-latest game winner in uh, T-Mobile history uh, behind that Shea Theodore shot against Tampa Bay. Uh, a, a big moment, and, and I think something that could springboard them forward, and surviving the tackle, big for the neck.
2: We knew they would be really good and really dialed in i mean they they had a a, a stinker in uh, arizona and we knew their attention to detail would be really good and they defended really hard Their goalie was really good so you know it was one of those games that we just had to stick with it for as long as it took both our power
0: plays tonight i thought you know we were attacking shooting even the first one we didn't score but but we saw a little bit more of that so that was a nice sign
2: they don't win in the playoffs unless the power play gets better right I mean, we've been talking about this issue going going back to last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's why Echo was brought in, but if you don't have all of your running mates and you can reorganize the lines, I don't know if it's going to get fixed, but it's got to get fixed. Yeah, and
3: I I think a big part of it, and again, I think uh, early in the in the preseason it even was, and after a couple of games, Pete Tabor said, don't judge it until the end of the year. Look at it as a whole. Well, it's getting closer, but as you said, I, I don't think they've had, I'm trying to think back, I don't think they've ever had both top power play units together yet this season.
2: You were the one last year at the end of the regular season pointing to this, right? And and then you had people tell you, what does it matter? They're in, they're winning? Yeah, after the last game of the regular season, um, I
3: asked how concerned it, how concerned he was about the power play going into it and it took a lot of heat on You Twitter. took a lot of heat from fans. Yeah. Of like, who cares right. how they get the goals, they've got to win. Well, they, and then it, gotta it was the unbelievable
2: yeah. Yeah. in the playoffs. It
3: cost them, I think advancing in the playoffs
0: join the conversation on twitter at cofield and co
1: left side it's held in at the left point by keith yandel left point yandel shoots tip line rebound out in front score power play goal james van riemstein
0: You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: Oh boy. That was December 10th. That was a different Flyers team, huh? Yeah. The new year, the Flyers have won four games. Four games since January first. Dreadful. So, uh needless to say, gotta start off this road trip with a win. Alright, let's get to some football updates here. As we've got all the Combine stuff to go through. A lot came out of the Combine. We've got a bunch of free agency news on tap. Rumors. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. I find what we put out now is a, well, I'll, I'll treat us as a monolith. What we put out now without much information behind it. Very interesting. But, you know, especially for your writers, I guess you got to put stuff out. Not ripping on you guys, but there's a lot of pressure. What do you think of the. Aaron Rodgers has a contract offer from the Packers that'll alter the quarterback market. That's an interesting phrasing, but we don't have the numbers. Well,
3: first of all, any contract, even if he doesn't sign a new contract, alters the
2: quarterback market. This year or in general?
3: This year and in
2: general. Okay. I mean, him- I would say if he gets a deal for $45 million a year. Like, did Brady get? I don't even know what Brady was just making. I was gonna say for a guy his age to get that much money, if it's like forty five a year, even if it for like two years, that would alter the market. But uh, what does that mean? What do you think that means? Is he getting a five year deal? Um, two hundred million dollars for three years? I don't think it'll be that high.
3: No, but I mean, it, guaranteed one fifty for three. Oh, but it alters the market because it it changes where people are going to go and who's available and who's going to move around That's and all point. those other things. That's like, a good it changes, point. Changes changes everything about the market. Um, so you could
2: say that. If Derek Carr gets a deal, it alters the market because he's not available via trade.
3: Sure. I mean, any quarter. I know we're,
2: we're parsing words. I just I found it really interesting. Like, ooh, Packers are offering them. Like, what are they offering them? We need to know. I,
3: mean, I assume it's 50?
2: 50 a year. Two for, years, for, 50? I don't think that alters the market. Now we're going to keep doing the alters the market thing. Of course it does. Three, 150, all guaranteed.
3: That's well, a blockbuster. I mean, we, we, we know that. I mean, any kind of contract that changes
2: the shape of – how a team is constructed does that. Would you offer him three for one hundred and fifty, knowing that you probably? I mean, I guess you can keep Devonte Adams on a franchise tag, but then you're going to be losing some other key players on your team. No,
3: that's why I, when I when I heard about this, I said, "Well, that's rough." I mean, you know how I feel about about managing salary cap space. Anyway, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think you can maintain. First of all, they haven't even won yet. So it's not like you can maintain a championship roster. With this, you haven't been able to build a championship roster with his salary where it was. Why would you be able to do it with more money, and more money for Devontae Adams potentially? It doesn't make any sense. So I, I think it would be very tough to construct. Now, they've been among the best teams in the NFC. There's a couple of things that went wrong here and there. You fix the special teams. Maybe you're you know in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, so we'll see how they're able to do it. But that changes what you're able to put around them. And if I was him, I wouldn't want that.
2: I'd say, go give me somebody else instead of me getting that money. The Packers have made a, quote, significant long-term contract offer, unquote. And it's so big that it will, quote, alter the quarterback market. Pro Football Talk on Aaron Rodgers says Rodgers has specific deals lined up with other teams, and those clubs also have compensation lined up with the Packers. We're that far along? I mean, is it? Yeah, I mean it has to be. Mike Florio reports the teams are exclusively in the AFC. Viable possibilities, Broncos, Titans, and Steelers. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense. You have to have that stuff worked out. You can't wait
3: until he says this is where I'm gonna go and then do it. And I don't think it's the I don't think it's the Packers working it out. I think it's Aaron Rodgers' agent working it out with the team.
2: Who says Rodgers has specific deals lined right. up with other teams? Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that the Packers will like any of the deals that have been lined up. In fact, I would guarantee they won't and they'll ask for more whatever is has been lined up. Which was the
3: problem with this whole thing from the beginning where they said, Hey, play this season. We promise we'll trade you. Hey, for we'll, what? We'll do we'll do whatever
2: you need. Yeah, for Aaron. what?
3: Right? It, Steelers are like, we'll give you a second.
2: Gotta do it. You said yeah. you would.
3: It was it was silly from the beginning. It was always silly. It was never gonna be the case. There was always gonna be issues working these things out. But it does sound like there's some kind of you know, maybe the Packers gave them parameters and said it has to be at least this, and then he was able to go work out those deals. Who knows how that how that's going? Uh but yeah, I think you have to be somewhat moved along in this because there's not much time. Like this coming up on the date that Aaron Rodgers promised to have a decision by. We're almost there. Less than two weeks away. So I mean we'll see how that plays out, but we're getting closer.
2: Is he gonna push this the whole two weeks? Did you text your boy McAfee and you, you interviewed him? You were giddy. You're all fired up. I still think... had Radio Row. You did get his number, right? So Ari can book him in the future. Sure. Uh, I still think that, that. Sounds like a no, Ari. Teamwork. I still think that. In this that... case, the dream ain't working.
3: I still think he's going to wait until September. Wait, what? I still think he's going to wait till September. Wait, <laughs> wait hold on does. a second. He, he can't! What he does? July, August? Not allowed to! <laughs> he does what
2: he does. He, he'll be him he's going to announce it this tuesday or next tuesday yeah, we'll see he's got to do it for mcafee no i think he'll announce something is that a final decision how do you think he'll do it where it's not a final decision
3: he'll be like i'm coming back to green bay or else i'm going to this or team i'm here. coming
2: back i'm not retiring yeah and then just leave it at that
3: <laughs> and then i'm being traded the broncos but then retire in july He's, gonna do, he's not going to stay out of the news the entire offseason. That doesn't help Yoko's career.
2: What helps her career? Being in the news. By the way, we can call her Shailene Woodley instead of... Being in the news helps. He's doing he, this all for her?
3: Attending weddings. Oh, were they together or was she just a guest separately? What was the Ooh. deal? Was it the Bakhtiari wedding? Yeah. What was the deal? Uh, Aaron Rodgers officiated it.
1: Yoko, he officiated
3: Yoko it. Yoko attended. Were they together? Nobody knows.
2: Maybe she was just invited. Wait, by officiating, did he marry them? Yes. Is that what you mean? He's the minister. I mean, officiating could be like guarding the stage. No.
3: I, th- I think officiating is. Well, I want
2: That's what I thought it was, but he looks. I'm looking at pictures. It looks like he's off to the side. No, well, there he, he is. There. there he is. Right yeah. in front of the microphone. This okay. Man bun. It's four pictures down. <laughs> What's the problem with the man bun? It's not great. because you can't it's grow not one. the best look. I could. Oh, your hair's too curly. I could make it happen. I saw a guy last night with a long ponytail out of a casino and I was asking the SO, I'm like, how long does that take to grow? It's like down in the middle of his back. It's like five I I I like put up two years to her and she was like, no, a lot longer. It's like five years? I can get the afro. Would you grow you grow something for five years? That is dedication. You can never change your
3: hairstyle. Dude, look at I mean the one okay, I had the lo- I had pretty long hair. That John Jones photo that,
2: that yeah, you've seen? Yeah. That's long. It wasn't five years. It was about two. Was it two? It had to be. Look how long it was. I don't remember. It was like it, it was 15, Fifteen years ago, it was insane. You look completely different now. You are almost bald.
3: Not even close. It's very it's much it's very. Hair. It's
2: very spotty. It's very Gray thin. Lots of
3: places. It's actually not. So
2: you think like... he's doing you? You think he's doing this more for himself or Charlene? I think Yoko, dragging it out, Yoko. It helps her. Stop calling her Yoko. That's who she, that's who she is. She's, She's is. not breaking up the Packers. She really? What has the last year and a half been? Well, he was never in this position before. I guess he was. There was a contract before this. Who was he with then? Was that Olivia Munn? I think it was. That was more Danica, probably. No, nah, I think it was pre-Danica. Either way. All right, you want to chime in? I know you love all Aaron Rodgers relationship <sighs> talk. It's your favorite. I'm good. Yep. Every day he sends a note. He's like, I blank and hate this so much. Well, that's a you problem. We love it. We do. So he, you think he's going to wait over past the two weeks?
3: No, well, he'll say something, but I just don't think but it's a it final answer. I just don't think it's a final answer.
2: 364-1100, 364-1100. Let's do a giveaway right now. Caller number seven as we have for the Mountain West Conference final on the men's side. That's a Saturday tilt. You can get your own tickets at UNLVtickets.com. Players in this, tell me when to stop. On who can make the final? You ready? Colorado State is plus 310 to win it. San Diego State also plus 310. Boise State plus 320. Wyoming plus 600. UNLV plus 700. Utah State 11. I think Fre- okay, that was it. I don't think they can. Fresno 15. Reno 60. New Mexico <laughs> 80 to 1. If they play like they did in the first half and every opponent they play plays like that, then. If every, I'm talking about Saturday. If every WNLV. opponent
3: has nothing to play for in yeah. a tournament, sure. Yes,
2: uh, you can get both San Jose State and Air Force at four hundred to one, or forty. Oops, no, four hundred. <laughs> it is four hundred.
3: Yeah, and make sure you shop around. I've seen much worse prices than that. So
2: if you want, if you want to roll the dice on on Air Force,
3: no, so. I'm saying for anyone. Anyway, I mean, I saw I saw the like Colorado State as low as like plus one seventy.
2: Ah, oh. uh, San
3: Diego State like plus one eighty. So
2: caller call seven three six four eleven hundred. It's the Mountain West Conference Tournament Final. That's Saturday, and of course the men's side starts on Wednesday. Four games on Thursday, semifinal night on Friday, which is always dynamite, and there's so many good teams in this league, so balanced that the semis are absolutely going to deliver. But here are tickets for the final, 364
0: Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. As a competitor, you just
2: you miss competing and being out there and having moments like that. Yeah, really, like scoring goals, you know, helping win win hockey games. Yeah, it's great. You can feel it. I mean, this is kind of the first time that I've been in a situation like this where, you know, every game means something. You know, every team seems to be winning and you just need to keep trying to find two points every night. And, you know, we got a lot of games this month, and it's like our schedule is starting to pick up. So, you know, more than anything, I'm just uh, very grateful to be back playing hockey and doing what I love.
0: He gives no F's, and that's why you love him. It's Dave Coken on co and Company. I really am 51 going on
2: thirteen. I laugh every time that Dave, he gives no F's with power voice. Leon, that was Jack Eichel on the way back. We'll get to Eichel and what the Knights got done over the weekend. Dave Koken's in with us from wagertalk.com. Dave, how you doing, buddy?
1: Very good. Coming off a, a fun weekend because I hit a 50-to-1 shot at the Puerto Rico Open, so that, that's always. Uh, now everybody wants me to buy them lunch. Yeah, I
2: saw you getting a, a, a outpouring of love all over social media.
1: Well, at least they've they've chosen good restaurants. Nora's, Joe's, Mike. Yeah, okay, I'm in for that.
2: Oh, I thought they, you know. Oh, they're going to reward you with lunch. Okay. Oh they're... no
1: no I have to I have to buy but.
2: But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Okay, then then I get it. Uh, how'd you come up with that one?
1: I mean, it would take a little, would take a half an hour to talk about how I came up with it, but uh, it won. That's the main thing. I've got some things that I I, I kind of put together a road map going into every tournament, and then look for guys that fit the parameters that I am focusing on. And uh, Ryan Brem happened to fit them last week. And he, uh, he played great. I mean, he was was the easiest 50-1 to 1 winner I'll ever have.
2: Damn, a roadmap. That sounds fascinating. WagerTalk.com. That's where you get the roadmap. WagerTalk.com. All right, Dave, let's get into the big story today. And, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley has been suspended for betting on NFL games. We know it's a rule, but these are really interesting times when it comes to sports and gambling.
1: Yeah, uh, from his standpoint, probably the dumbest, Bets in the history of betting. Uh, he uh, he says he bet a total of fifteen hundred dollars, and it cost him ten million. That's those are bad odds. Yeah. Look, I mean you know the rules, and unless you're an idiot, um, you know that it's 2022 and nothing is a secret anymore. So naturally he got caught, and uh, now he's he's done for a year. So it's cost him a ton of money. And it also shows why legalized gambling is a great thing because, and I understand that people say a well, the sentence is too severe. Look, the rules are clear on this. If you're an employee of the National Football League, you can't bet on the games. Okay, it might seem unfair. After all, they're encouraging people to do it, but, but the rules are the rules. It's not like Ridley didn't know about this. So I, I don't have any sympathy for him. Uh, and that's all there is to it. Don't bet if you're in, if you're playing a sport, even if you happen to be inactive at the time. You can't bet on it. It's that simple.
2: Pete Rose is banned for life. Should Ridley be banned for life?
1: No, I I, uh, I, I think it's a different scenario because he's owned right up. He's owned up to it right away. Right. And is taking responsibility, and and that's I think that's points in his favor.
2: Dave Koeckens with us. WagerTalk.com. It's Cofield and company here on a Monday. Dave checks in with us to go over the weekend. We'll look ahead a little bit. All right, so give me your take on the Golden Knights. You know, those were uh, tight games, but they got wins out of them, very important wins, and, uh, you know, a positive moment for Jack Eichel.
1: Eichel's starting to look really good. And uh, if they can get Mark Stone back, uh, that line could be sensational. And, and the Misfits line is still strong. So that, those are strengths. Um but I, I still, this is where I am on the nights, and I don't think it's going to change. I think they're a very good team, but not elite. I think they're a cut below the best teams in the league, and they'll have to get better between now and uh, uh, playoff time to make a big run, in my opinion. At the top of their game, are they elite? Well, I suppose there's a number of teams that you can say are elite at the top of their game. But who's at the top of their game every night? So, I mean, if you're, if you're just going by power ratings, they're somewhere around the seventh or eighth best team in the league, which is, is good. I mean, it means they're a real good team, but it means there are better teams out there. They're, just, they're not as strong as other teams defensively. I don't think they're as strong as other teams in goal, although Leonard is certainly capable of getting very hot. But the power ratings are what the power ratings are. It doesn't mean anything, though, because the Canadians were the worst team. They were clearly the worst team, qualified for last year's playoffs, and they made it to the finals. So once the playoffs begin, it's all out the window. Anything can happen.
2: Dave, are you in with some action tonight in college basketball?
1: I took uh, Delaware plus five, and I took Furman plus two and a half. Um, just value bets uh, on my numbers. We'll see if they work out. Uh, last I checked, Delaware was doing well, but, you know, that means they're ahead by two minutes. In college basketball, you can you can wipe out a ten point deficit very quickly.
2: Did you pass on the West Coast Conference? Gonzaga fourteen and a half against San Fran and Saint Mary's five against Santa Clara here in town. I,
1: I passed on both of them. I, I thought the numbers were a little high in Gonzaga, but I, I'm not betting against Gonzaga. Uh, and uh, Santa Clara Saint Mary's an interesting game. I think the number's about where it should be. Uh, Santa Clara was outstanding uh, last night, uh, so if they play that game again. They've got a chance at an upset here, but it's it's tough to bounce right back and play that well two games in a row.
3: I'm not, I'm not going to give an update, but Delaware looks okay. They look okay right now. It
1: doesn't matter. It's for, You know, If they're still ahead by 10 with a minute to go, okay, that's fine. But You're know, said okay. Lead, leads, so, it doesn't mean it. It, it means nothing. They could be down 10 or up 10.
2: Tread lightly. Tread lightly.
1: It's, yeah. If anything, uh, you'd probably live bet the other team right now. They're
2: hanging defense. around.
1: That's the way they go in college basketball.
2: You know what, Dave? I will take the other side. I will help you out.
1: There you go. I'm interested <laughs> to see what happens this week in the Mountain West. This is a great tournament. I, I think this is, I mean, our, it's, look, it's not the national championship tournament. So it's, you know, maybe not at the same level as the SEC or the Big 12. But in terms of the competition within the conference, I think it's the best tournament in the country. You, you've got seven teams that are live in this thing. And it's going to be fun. I mean, they're so close. If you rate Wyoming as the best of the seven and UNLV as the lowest of the seven, there's, that, that, there's not that much of a gap between one and seven. So to me, there's no upsets in this tournament. An upset would be if New Mexico Air Force or San Jose State uh, or even Nevada gets, in, gets on some kind of a run. I'm just not sold on Nevada.
3: Is there, is there a team that you would play?
0: No, I
1: think I might be just looking to take points. Um, I'll see what, where the numbers come and where my numbers are, and then look at the shot quality results of the uh, regular season meetings and make it a judgment on there. But I'll be looking at I, I'm notoriously an underdog player in conference tournaments. I almost never play favorites.
2: Outside of the Colorado State games, and I might even do it there, I would look at unders in this tournament because I think it is going to be yep. grind out. And for people who haven't watched the Mountain West, There are a ton of teams that play basketball basically from like 25, 30 years ago. A ton of post-up teams.
1: Yeah, uh, and San Diego State is clearly much better defensively than offensively. I would probably say UNLV is as well. Fresno State, definitely. Utah State, probably a little better defensively. Boise State's definitely better defensively. I think the only two teams you can argue are better offensively than defensively are Wyoming and Colorado State. And I'm not sure it's going to work to their advantage. Because I I do think this is going to be a defense-first tournament.
2: I agree. Dave, uh, Adam and I talk about the uh, notion that the NCAA Tournament Committee uses blind resumes. We've never believed that. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see if they put four teams in from the WCC. The the fourth team would have to be Santa Clara winning it. But four from the WCC, four from the Mountain West, only three from the Pac-12. I can't imagine that happening.
1: No, I, I don't think they'll get more than three out of the Mountain West.
2: So um, Wyoming has to Wyoming has to win it and get the bid.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Well, boy, I don't know. See, on my numbers, I've got Wyoming as the best team in the conference. Yeah,
2: hey, you just said that, yeah. Um, That's interesting.
1: The other three are in.
2: The other three have nets that are thirty or lower. Boise's no. thirty, San Diego State's twenty-nine, Colorado State's twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, see, you're talking to the wrong guy because my ratings are not the same as the net ratings. Right. Um based on my ratings, nobody's gonna like hearing this. It ought to be a one bid conference. <laughs> Damn. Okay, I don't have I have nobody in the top fifty in the Mountain West. In my top fifty. I'm putting nobody. you on the spot, I'm
2: putting you on the spot here. Do you have four teams from the West Coast in the top fifty or just three? Do you have San Francisco Mary Zaga and no Santa Clara or is Santa Clara in your top fifty?
1: Um no Santa Clara's definitely not in my top fifty. Okay. Uh, you
2: 67 me, in the net. Take
1: me two seconds to punch this up.
2: Yeah. Come on, do the lookup music, Ari. Be on the spot. Let's get some princess of lookup music. All okay.
1: day look up. So I've got Gonzaga in. And, and uh, on my rankings, they would be the only top 50 team in the conference. I think St. Wow. Mary's, I think St. Mary's is completely overrated. Damn. Dave's tough. I, oh, I want St. Mary's in. Uh, and they'll get in and yep. I will like it. I mean, it depends on the matchup, but there's a real good chance I'll be betting against them in round one.
2: Dave, you are the man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later in the week, okay?
1: Sounds good, guys.
2: Yeah, boy, his numbers. Not a whole lot of respect for the two uh, mid-major Western conferences. He's
3: Dave, Seth Davis. Huh.
2: Uh, yeah, right now the West Coast net. As Zaga won, and by the way, West Coast Conference semifinals are going down tonight. Adam will be over there doing the coverage for the RJ at uh, New Orleans. Zaga won, St. Mary's 19, San Fran 24, Santa Clara 67. I read you the numbers for Boise, San Diego State, and Colorado State. Wyoming's 48. And the Pac-12, like I'm sure there are Pac-12 people are like, what? I'm not going to get a fourth team in? Not the way Oregon just played. I mean, if they – I don't even know if they make the finals if it'll matter. Arizona's two in the UCLA is eleven, USC is thirty-four, Oregon is seventy-four. That's like twelve. I think it's like twelve or thirteen spots ahead of UNLV. Wow. Well, I mean,
3: pretty clear that to me, the top of the Mountain West and West Coast is better than the than the Pac-12.
2: I think the, the groups. I think the well, say it again. What'd you the say? Groups
3: at the top of the Mountain West and West Coast are better than the top of the Pac-12.
2: I, w- I would almost think you have to break it down to like top three, middle, and bottom, and the Mountain West is better in the middle. The upside on the top is better in the Pac-12, but St. Mary's played Mountain West conference teams and actually didn't do that well. So, well, they're not in the top fifty, and well, the CPI. I think they I think they're pretty good. Um, I was in a weird position yesterday because in the end, it's not that weird. It was a social media discussion, but. uh I'm a West coast person now, but obviously everyone knows I come from the Northeast. So I root for a team that's in the big 10, but I have not been swallowed up by, cause I was always a mid major person, but I have not been swallowed up by like everything big 10 is great. So one of my buddies, who I went to school with was arguing that San Fran is crap. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I think they're pretty good. I think they would, I think San Francisco would be a top four team, top five team in the mountain West conference. Sure. And in the Big Ten, probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I would think it's so. a good. It's they're a good team. They have two great guards, and they got a really good, you know, two hundred and fifty pounds, six nine, big guy, and they got other size. Well,
3: most people and they're not, well coached. Most people have not watched them, especially on the East Coast. No, they haven't watched. And I, them.
2: That, that's what I'm saying. I was caught in this position of like, you know, I like I don't want to lecture you on Pacific Time Zone basketball, but San Francisco is pretty good. St. Mary's is pretty good. And then and then of course the comeback is well, what quality wins do they have? Well, they don't get to play the schedule that teams in the Big Ten do. You know, the school I'm referencing is is Rutgers, and they've done well, you know, in quad one because they get the opportunities. Now they took advantage of it. But, like, you know, most teams in the West Coast Conference don't get to play 11 or 12 quad
3: one games. Well, and you get – and there's so much pressure on the ones that you do. If you get, like, two games, like, you know those are your whole season. Are they ever at home? No. That's the other thing. But (laughs) if you get, like, 14 of them, you can take each game and be like, all right, this is one more step. It's just one other game. You don't have to look at it as your entire season.
0: Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co.